Welcome to Relevant, a podcast that aims to make Jesus Christ a real and relevant part of every day. And today we're going to be talking about the crucifixion because we have Easter coming up. And before we hop into that, we've got some pretty cool insights and thoughts. But something that's not 100% related to the crucifixion that um, I heard recently, yesterday, that I just thought was kind of a cool insight that I wanted to share for absolutely no reason. So Mm -hmm. um, someone was talking about um, the word withstanding um, in the context of like withstanding temptation. So Mm -hmm. refraining from sin and really holding back from committing error. And they weren't, they didn't make this point, but they said the word withstand so many times that it like didn't sound like a real word anymore, you know, when that happens. Yeah, yeah. And then it also brought to mind like something cool that I hadn't really thought about before. Um, I realized that the word withstand is like the combination of the two words with and stand. And it made me think about how. I don't know, when you're withstanding temptation, you're really holding back. Um, But it's not just that, like you're choosing to stand with Christ. And Mm -hmm. he withstood temptation so that he could stand with you. And I don't know, I've never really thought about it in that way. Like I kind of have hated the word withstand because I think it brings back memories of how hard it is, you know, to, to just kind of... It's like a word of like sheer determination and will to kind of do the right thing yeah. when you really don't want to. And it's kind of like a lonely word, but I feel like this perspective is so helpful because it's just, I don't know, it reminds you that you're not alone and like he's yeah. standing there with you. So anyway, That's random so insight. Cool. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like that word is always like, I have no power, but I'm just going to try my best to <laughs> <laughs> like not yeah. give in. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it, when you're doing it with Christ, it's, like, way more powerful, so. Yeah. So true. I love. Also, I know we were going to, like, try and have more, like, weekly updates at the beginning of these, but I just literally just, we went, <laughs> I went, hi, everyone. Okay. Sunday school, let's go. <laughs> so. We're going into this deep. Yeah. So, if you have any um, other random thoughts, you can well, also no, just that we had general conference this weekend, and yeah. it was absolute fire. So freaking um, good. And we should, we'll put the link in the show notes for anyone who doesn't know what that is, but um, basically just a big conference talking about Jesus. So yeah, I definitely had a lot of good insights and answers. Honestly. And so if there's anyone that. listening who hasn't heard of it or not really familiar with it dm us like shoot us a little dm on instagram we love getting dms and you can even like (laughs) dm us like something that you're going through or a question that you've had and we will literally personalize (laughs) one of the messages for you and like find something for you yes we'll send you a video of us just being like oh my gosh what's up (laughs) yeah just kidding maybe um wait there's something else i was gonna say oh it's uh-huh. just, it's Easter week, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Jesus week. Happy We're Jesus recording week. this on Palm Sunday. Yay. Um, which is cool. hmm And, yeah, I'm excited to talk a little bit about the crucifixion because I think it is 
kind of a heavy like topic, but yeah, I learned a lot. So, mm-hmm. do you wanna do you want me to start? I or do. do you wanna... I really. I okay. Really can't wait. <laughs> okay, so one thing that sort of I learned this like a while ago, but I thought it's just like so cool. I'd never thought of it before. It was in a talk where this guy was talking about like. Um, um, oh, it was Elder or Brother Halverson's, like, um, oh, crap, what is it? <laughs> I'll have to link it, because it's really, really good. But he was talking about how the cross, like, even, so the actual physical cross is, like, there's, like, a horizontal and a vertical piece of wood right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um those can like physically represent how jesus was connected to god with the vertical one and he was connected to all of us isn't that mind-blowing oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and and that is why like that's why he suffered was because he had so much love first for God and also so much love for his fellow men. I don't think he could have done it if he didn't have both of those things in mind, you know? So I don't know. I just thought that was super cool, like visual representation that I've never, I never thought about. That just like put into my head, um, the line from, the song nearer my god to be growing up literally i misheard the words and when it says like though it be a cross that raiseth me so like even if it's a cross that raises me i literally my entire life thought it was though it be like across the sea and i was like i don't think this fits in the song but whatever (sighs) there are a lot of weird songs here but <laughs> uh-huh. I remember when it hit me, it hit so hard because I thought it was talking about some random water. But then it was saying, like, even if it's a cross that raises me, like, that's – even if I have to get to heaven by being lifted up on a cross, if that's what gets me higher, I want to be there. So I feel like the mm. fact that what you're talking about, the fact that Christ not only – was on a cross, which just so happens to represent those two things, but he voluntarily did so. And he like, he's like, okay, if this is what it takes for me to be close to heaven and people at the same time is some sort of horrific death. Like I want it. Yeah. That reminds me of a, well, I kind of was thinking about that too. Like how in an effort to take Jesus down, like, to destroy him, they yeah. literally lifted him up on the cross. Oh. And because of that, that's why he was able to be physically and spiritually lifted up to heaven. Wow, yeah. Which is super interesting. Um, and it reminded me of the verse in 3rd Nephi 27... Uh, it's verse 14. It says, And my father sent me that I might be lifted up upon the cross. And after that I had been lifted up upon the cross, that I might draw all men unto me, that as I have been lifted up by men, even so should men be lifted up by the Father, to stand before me, to be judged of their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's cool. And I also think it's cool in this verse how he, he literally just gives all of the glory to God. Like, yeah. he's like, I was lifted up so that all men could be lifted up by the Father. Mm. Yeah. Such a fan. Such a fan. Um, I learned some really cool things from... I read some of Jesus the Christ. Have you ever read that book? Dude, I really need to get through it. I, like, start it every four months, and I always stop, but it's so good. It's just, like, the richest... Thing. yeah like it's, it's just so so dense yeah it's good yeah it's so dense I told my friend Hannah that I was like well we were talking about this and I was like dude this book is insane and I was like have you ever read it she's like that was sitting on the back of my toilet in one area of my mission for literally four months and I never picked it up <laughs> I can't I'm dead. literally can't um but yeah, it's really good, and I was like, I should read. I wonder if there's stuff in here about the crucifixion. Yeah. And there is a section on it, um, and just the way that he writes is just so, like, makes you feel like you're there. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to read, there's a couple parts that I was like, whoa. Uh, Okay, so it says, preparatory to affixing the condemned to the cross, it was the custom to offer each a narcotic draught of sour wine or vinegar mingled with myrrh and possibly containing other anodyne ingredients for the merciful purpose of deadening the sensibility of the victim. This was no Roman practice, but was allowed as a concession to Jewish sentiment. When the drugged cup was presented to Jesus, he put it to his lips, but having ascertained the nature of its contents, refused to drink, and so demonstrated his determination to meet death with faculties alert and mind unclouded. Wow. That is so interesting. Yeah. Because you always hear that part when they talk about how, like, they offer him the better drink and he, like, spits it out. Like, I always thought it was him spitting it out because it was something that was meant to harm him. But, like, I never realized it was something Mm -hmm. that was, like, potentially that would ease his pain. So that's so interesting. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I, I don't really think I super remembered that part like it felt familiar but I kind of had forgotten that that was that that happened right um there was another part that I wanted oh I think I just realized as I was reading this how how I don't know I think the chosen has helped me realize this too but I guess I thought that it was just like like, random people that were living at that time that were like, oh, we don't like this Jesus guy. And then, like, we should crucify him. Yeah. But in reading and as I've watched The Chosen, it's, like, become clear to me that it was the Jewish officials that felt threatened by him and felt like he was blaspheming or whatever. And 
um, going against their beliefs. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't the Romans. Pilate himself was like, bro, like, what? This guy hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. And I just can't imagine how horrible that feeling would be knowing that these were the people that have been praying for you. These are the people that have read prophecies about your mission and your life. And these are the people that are now condemning you. Literally the biggest misunderstanding of the universe. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy and so hard. And I think I, like, have... I don't know if it had really... The weight of that had hit me until I was studying this and just, like... Yeah, like, he really came to his own and his own received him not. Mm. It's so painful. Just literally every element and detail of the crucifixion is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little story. Yes. (laughs) As always. I was hoping you did. (gasps) Uh, I'm here to serve Ella Larson. So we've got, um, it's kind of random. This is so crazy. I don't know if you mentioned this before, but, like, we literally always come together, and I'm like, I don't have a story. And Millie's like, don't worry, I do. And the next time I was like, bro, I have the best story ever. And Millie's like, okay, good, because I don't. Like, it just works out so it, well. Literally every single time. Every, God is every, every in time. the details. He really, really mm-hmm. is. Um, so I'm sure literally everyone listening who has ever babysat Knows that it is a wild ride. Ella and I neither have fun things to say. Okay. So babysitting. Um, I've had some weird Thanks. experiences too. It's really the wild, wild west. and I don't like it. I, I know. Just, well, unless it's my cousins, then I'll babysit you literally every day. But I, I know. Sorry, it's, keep going. it's, yeah. Um... And I've had, like, a bunch of weird babysitting experiences, too. Like, one time, halfway through, I realized I was babysitting for the owners of Pillow Pets. <laughs> Just, like, random, literally random experiences that I can't even describe. So, one of these experiences, not the Pillow Pet moment, I was babysitting for this family who was a friend of a friend. And they were up the canyon, um skiing and they had me come over for the afternoon to watch the kids while the parents went skiing okay so i drive up this is like i can't even remember when but i'm i drive up in my big green toyota sequoia um get there babysit for a little bit and then the mom comes in and is like hey i'm getting these alerts that there's a microburst that's gonna happen and it's gonna be a big storm like a really really bad blizzard that's gonna hit the canyon Maybe just leave an hour early. Try and beat it. And I said, okay, I'm out. Okay. And so... Wait, like, um, leave the children? Yeah. She was like, I'm I'm home now, so I might as well just... I'll just watch the kids. Like, I just want to make make sure you get home safe, which was so sweet. She was just like... Okay. You're free to go. Like, I babysat for, like, three hours or four hours or something. I had, like, two hours left. Um, But she was like, just... It stresses me out, the fact that you're in the canyon. So... I jump in my car and I 
two minutes into driving, we realized that we hit it the second the blizzard really, really started. So I'm up the canyon and it is snowing so, so, so hard. Um, hardest I've literally ever seen it in my life because we're literally high in the mountains. And it's pitch black. It's late at night. And I'm driving and I literally, it's the worst I've ever been able to see. You couldn't even see like a foot ahead of you. Um, it was terrifying. It was so scary. And oh my gosh. Um, I had like my headlights on and it did nothing. The snow is so thick. It like barely penetrated like a foot. You couldn't see any tracks in the snow. So was I'm trying dark? to make it. Yeah. Pitch black. Literally oh, okay. pitch black. And it was one of the Sorry, more dangerous canyons. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the more dangerous canyons because like it had drop offs on the side. So I literally like if I wasn't very vigilant about the foot ahead of me, like I could just drive off the cliff. Like it was bad. Um, and I realized like all these thoughts are going through my head, like, oh my gosh, like my car is so old. If you guys have seen our Instagram, it has some problems. And so it's like, if my car literally dies, like I do not have service right now. My family would have no idea what part of the canyon I'm in. This storm's going to last for like five more hours. Like this is bad. And then the back of my head, this story that my grandparents told about in a snowstorm, they drove off a cliff and tumbled down the canyon and someone luckily saw, but I'm like, even if that happened to me, there's no one here. Um, so five minutes pass and I'm literally like praying my heart out and having this moment with God and, and then this like car kind of pulls ahead of me. Um, and I was shocked because there was like no one on the road and their light penetrated into the foot ahead of me that I could see it was just like it was really dim but like I could I could make out the person ahead of me so I just followed them down the canyon and to put it into perspective the drive is supposed to take 30 minutes and it took us more than two hours it was so and just the entire time my hands were um sore the next day because of how hard I was gripping the wheel yeah. Yeah, and I would my my windshield wipers were on and they did nothing. Like it barely got all the snow because it was coming down so fast. Um, so that was just like a terrifying um experience for me and my cute parents. Um, who knew I was <laughs> on my way home. But I'll come back to that in half a second. But I've been thinking about the crucifixion, obviously. And I honestly have a lot of questions about the crucifixion and his death in general, like why did the crucifixion not happen at the beginning of time? So that like, it was a standard for everything that came after or why not at the end of time? Or why did he have to die the way that he did? If he's here to be an example for us, why didn't he like live till the age of 80 and then be crucified? Or why did, why did it need to be crucifixion at all? You know, I just, I think there are questions that you can have if you really start to think about it. And I think the fact that his death was a crucifixion, though, is so powerful because of how horrific of an experience it is. Um, It's as if he's saying, like, I'm willing to be in the horror with you. Like, I'm not just going to be a walkie-talkie call away to guide you through a snowstorm. I'm going to be the car right ahead of you. I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be in the blizzard. I'm not leaving your yeah. side. In fact, I will be nailed in place if that's what it takes. I'm not moving. I would rather die than move from this spot. Um, I'm, I'm going to stand with you so that you can withstand every storm. And I never thought about 
it in that way that the crucifixion is like Christ being nailed in place to the earth, um, saying mm-hmm. almost figuratively he's determined to be with us, even if it means temporarily not being in heaven. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of moving. Bro, that is so good. <laughs> I've never like, thought about that with the I know. nails. Like, literally nailed in place. Yeah. Hmm. There is I a, think it's actually, also, sorry, sorry, oh. sorry. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say really quick. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my friend Hannah about this, and she was like, I think it's interesting that, like, first they nailed just, like, his hands to the cross, and then to make sure that it wouldn't, like, tear through his hands, they nailed it in his wrist, too. Yeah. And she was like, why, like, I'm sure that if if it just tore through his hands, like, he would still die, like, he would fall to Mm. his death, you know? Oh, yeah. But, um, I think just, like, the reason he didn't drink the sour wine or whatever that would numb the pain, he wanted it, I don't know, he, he, he took every part of that to make it, like, the full experience. Like, he, like you said, he wanted to be in the, the horror of it. Yeah. So that he could help us when we're in our own horrors yeah it's so beautiful the fact that talking about this causes like I don't know just the spirit to be strong just kind of shows that he really makes horrific things beautiful even the crucifixion is something Mm -hmm. like moving and empowering yeah turns beauty from ashes that's true how he was able to forgive them even I know. on the cross like it's crazy yeah um so that we don't end on a super intense note i yeah. want to share a scripture in second Nephi 25 it's verse 13 and it says behold they will crucify him and after he is laid in the sepulcher for the space of three days he shall rise from the dead with healing in his wings, and all those who shall believe on his name shall be saved in the kingdom of God. Wherefore, my soul delighteth to prophesy concerning him, for I have seen his day, and my heart doth, doth magnify his holy name. And, and I, just, oh, I love that scripture. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I love that scripture. I love the part that says, like, my soul, soul delighteth in him because yeah. he was crucified because he is risen and has yeah. healing in his wings we can we can rejoice amen and i was just i was just gonna jump <laughs> to our little surprise we thought it would be fun because it's easter to do a bonus easter episode so we're going from crucifixion to resurrection and that episode will drop on saturday so keep your eye out for it yes and we will wrap up with a little comment that we just are your biggest supporters and following through with anything that came to mind. And, um, yeah, I hope you feel Jesus a lot this week. And we love you. So, yep. Yep. Anything else you have? Okay. Nope. See you on Saturday. Sweet. Bye. Bye.